Let me read something from Stephen Ambrose's book, D-Day, which is one of hundreds of excellent books on the Normandy invasion on June 6, 1944, and all that it meant. The film Saving Private Ryan was influenced uh, by this book. Actually, that story about the four brothers Ambrose tells in this book. Chapter 17 is entitled Visitors to Hell, the 116th Regiment at Omaha. And it begins like this. It says, if the Germans were going to stop the invasion anywhere, it would be at Omaha Beach. It was an obvious landing site, the only sand between the mouth of the Douve to the west and Aromanches to the east. The sand at Omaha is fine and firm, and it's a slightly crescent-shaped beach at low tide. There's a massive stretch of sand there. And he goes on to describe what happens. We hit the sandbar. One soldier recalled, dropped the ramp, and all hell poured loose on us. The soldiers in the boat received a hail of machine gun bullets. The army lieutenant was immediately killed, shot through the head. In the lead, Company A boat, LCA 1015, Captain Taylor Fellers and every one of his men were killed before the ramp even went down. It just vaporized. No one ever learned whether it was the result of hitting a mine or getting hit by an 88. The stories um, at Utah Beach are very powerfully captured in the opening of the film Saving Private Ryan. And we saved Omaha Beach for our last day at Normandy because we knew it was going to be very powerful for us, very emotional, and, and also because the American Cemetery at Omaha Beach is a place that we wanted to spend time at. And so we wanted to tell you a little bit about what took place there, friends, as you are welcomed back to the Ransomed Heart Podcast with John and Stacey Eldridge, a second half of a two-part conversation where we want to just um, bring you into a little bit of some of the impact and the lessons and the power of our pilgrimage to the D-Day landing beaches in Normandy and to the Calvados Coast in France uh, back in June. So can I ask you a question, John? Yeah. Second day, mm-hmm. the very first place we go is to Omaha Beach. Mm-hmm. And it is early June, so the beach is virtually empty. A couple of people walking quietly, and probably 300 yards down is a a military company being taught. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure what country they were from. Right. And it's holy. It means a lot to me, but I know it. I, I don't even know all that's going mm-hmm. on for you. So mm-hmm. you go off by yourself with God and... What was that like for you? Hmm. I said in the first podcast of this that I went to Normandy on a pilgrimage. Mm -hmm. I went to Normandy looking for a story that would understand my story, Mm -hmm. that would understand our story. Because when we try and explain even a bit of our story to the average Christian, you just get incomprehension. Like, what? You know, there is no war. There is no battle. Sure, you know, the enemy is, but he was defeated. He was, you know, Jesus won. And And he did. And? It can be very, very lonely. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not the only person to experience that by any means. But we went to Normandy looking for understanding 
And we told the story of our tour guide just being clueless and and a little, not irreverent, but just kind of callous. And And condescending. Yeah. Can I just say it was condescending? He was condescending. Okay, anyway. And so we really, really prayed and prayed for him and over him. And by the second day, he was like a different person. And so when we got to Omaha, first thing in the morning, we just said, hey, we'd we just like 30 minutes. Stop talking. <laughs> yeah. We just um, low tide at Omaha is a very staggering picture. The the sands that the soldiers had to cross almost 700 yards of beach. That the tides are extreme, and and so there's just this massive, massive beach that goes out. And I walked out all the way to the water, and I knew I just wanted to get in the water. It's almost like a baptismal. It was. Mm. It was like to share that with you? Yeah, those? yeah. Because there is a brotherhood there. And we're really not trying to over-dramatize this. We're really not trying to make up a story. If you believe in the larger story and you believe in the cost of it, Jesus says, if the world hated me, it will hate you. He said, count the cost. And Normandy overall was an incredible experience, but I just didn't know what to bring home. I didn't know what remembrance. I didn't know for me, like, I didn't want a souvenir from the gift shop. Mm -hmm. So I bent down and put a pocket full of the sands of Omaha Beach in my pocket. Mm. That is the only thing that I brought home tangibly, physically. It sits in a small dish on my desk now. And Jesus spoke to us there. He spoke to both of us very powerfully. And one of the things he said was simply, I understand. I understand. And then we went up to the U.S. Uh, cemetery, which um, if you've never even like seen pictures of it, just Google U.S. Cemetery, Omaha mm-hmm. Beach, Normandy. More than 9,200 soldiers are buried there. It is an extraordinarily beautiful, holy place. The visitor center is done so well. They they don't call it a museum, but it is. The videos, the exhibits, the things as you walk. The interviews. Oh, my gosh. And as you walk through, and, and you understand that in the first wave at Omaha, again, kind of saving Private Ryan images, 90% casualty. Oh, my gosh. The first waves onto Omaha. The Germans had pre-sighted the beach with machine guns, mortars, cannon, 88s, artillery. Six miles inland, there were guns that were zeroed in on Omaha. So it was just um, absolutely devastating. And the courage, the courage, the bravery, the sacrifice. and The willingness to lay down your life. Right. It's all captured there. And um, one of your favorite things in the visitor center. Should I tell you? Yeah, you should tell me. One of the most powerful things for me was when you're leaving and you're walking around the corner, you walk through just white granite walls, glass on the other side. It's fairly long. And what you're listening to is the names. One after the other, a woman says the name of the soldiers who perished in Normandy, who gave their lives. And it is so honoring and real and powerful. It just, you, oh. It takes 12 hours for that recording to play. You just walk in and there's this woman's voice. Name after yeah. name. 
Jason W. Jones. William M. Jackson. And it just, it just long and beautiful. And mm-hmm. it, it actually, there was so much of this that actually was a taste of the kingdom. Yes. It was a taste of the honor of when every story is told rightly and when all of the accusation of your life is finally dissolved and dismantled and and your story is told rightly and honored and honored it was just so powerful and then you come through that that's the last thing in the visitor center and then you step out into the grounds of beautiful you know manicured green lawns and 9000 white crosses and stars of david for the jewish soldiers there and it is so unbelievably holy so we split up again and what was that like for you as you strolled through all of those? It was almost overwhelming. I loved the care. People were silent. There was one group of kids on a field trip going through and lively, but that felt really appropriate too. And uh-huh. Older gentlemen walking, yeah. looking for particular crosses. Other people right. laying down flowers. Right. At, um, ah, yeah. Yeah. And again, I was really afraid that this particular place would really be dark and mm-hmm. that the mockery of the enemy would be there. Right, as if he had the victory yeah. because of... Yeah, because of the amount of death. Yeah. And it's not. It is unbelievably beautiful and serene and holy. It's very. It's a very sacred place, probably one of the most sacred places I've ever been. And for 30 minutes, I just couldn't. I mean, we couldn't speak. We couldn't, you know, just walk and stop and look and read people's names. And, and honor. Honor. And let me pause and say, there was a moment two weeks before this, I was at the physical therapist um, getting some work done on, on my legs. And, you know, when you're in kind of those physical therapy places, there's usually like four or five tables. And so other people are getting treated for shoulder surgeries and, you know, just different things. And it's close enough that the therapists are chatting with one another and the patients are chatting. And my therapist is a very friendly gal. I really like her a lot. And she was asking about our trip to France. And I was telling her in particular about how much I was looking forward to seeing Normandy. About 20 minutes later, the gentleman that was um, next to me was done prior to me. And so he stands up and he's leaving and he comes over to my table and he says, I'm looking forward to going to Normandy in September. This is a very older gentleman, very beautiful older man. And I said, did you serve? And he said, no. He says, "Um, I'm going to pay my respects. And I just thought, you are from a different generation. Like, we don't even think like that in this world anymore. And... This man is making a pilgrimage to Normandy simply to pay his respects. So right. So good. So holy. And it's just filled with that at the U.S. Cemetery. So powerful. And fresh flowers at many places and family members remembering. And again, the gratitude, the gratitude of the French people there is, is just striking in a world that just doesn't even know gratitude anymore. And but I knew, I'm like, Jesus, I've come, you know, come a long ways to be here, and I've waited a long time to be here. What are you saying? And the only thing that he said to me right then at that moment was, the overthrow of evil is very costly. 
And again, um, man, that was just true and right for that moment. I just thought of the shock and the surprise and then the despair that strikes so many of us when we lose the story and life is hard. And I don't just mean hard, life is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it can be absolutely brutal. And, and you just listen to the stories of the people that sit in the pews with you on Sunday. If you could hear their stories, mm-hmm. you know, and there's enough pain in that room to sink a, a ship. And if you don't have context, interpretation, if you do not have a story that explains that, it is so undermining. You just you're just left with heartbreak. You're just left with suffering. And and I guess heaven will be better and somehow make up for it one day. And especially just the belief that um, there is no victory without a fight, gang. There is victory. Mm-hmm. You betcha. We won. Mm-hmm. We won. There is no victory without a fight. And there's a very popular strand of Christianity right now that really wants to say, no, victory just comes by praising. Victory just comes by declaring. Victory just comes by keeping your eyes fixed on the throne room. Victory just comes through rejoicing. Victory comes through worship. And I want to say it it does come through those things. We have worship on in our house every single day. But if you do not acknowledge the fight, you are living in a kind of denial. And I'll tell you what, there is no place like the U.S. Cemetery at Omaha Beach to shake you out of that. I mean, you just can't hold on to your other worldviews when you're walking through there. Right, and it also it also makes my heart burn in my chest. Exactly. Like you're saying, there's a high cost, and I want you to talk more about what you saw visually there, but it burns with a nobility to the fight. Exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And there is a staggeringly beautiful sculpture at the center of the U.S. cemetery there, and it's like the spirit of a soldier rising Mm -hmm. to heaven. And there's a scripture engraved in a circle in the concrete at the base of that sculpture, and the scripture is, Greater love hath no man than this. (laughs) And like... Uh. I read it out loud yes. so that everyone standing around would hear the Word of God in that place, so that our tour guide would hear the Word of God in that place and have context, mm-hmm. have understanding. Because as I sat there looking out at the 9,000 crosses and the scattering of stars of David among them, I was suddenly struck, they're not tombstones, they're crosses. Mm-hmm. They're not just grave markers. They're not plaques. Mm -hmm. They are crosses. And I thought, oh my, what an appropriate thing. Because these are all little Calvary moments. These are all moments of noble, heroic sacrifice and bravery on behalf of others. Greater love hath no man than this. And I just thought, how unbelievably fitting that these are little calvaries. Mm-hmm. These are little crosses reflecting the great victory and the great sacrifice. And I was just quiet for a moment, and I thought to myself, how many 
little Calvary moments must follow until our job here is done. Yes. And then it was quiet, and Jesus spoke, and he said, the scripture, no servant is above his master. Well, And it was just fitting and appropriate. And, and again, none of this was dark, friends. None of this was heavy laden or, or shrouding the glory of God or the goodness of God. No, it was calling us up into his story, into the higher beauty of, of again, the nobility of life. Totally. I had a couple reactions um, there, and, and one of them was, why did we wait so long? Right, darn it. Can't wait to come back. Um, and the other was, I cannot wait to bring my sons and daughters here because every young person needs to see this, to ask themselves, what are you going to give your life for? What are you living for? What story are you living in? What will you die for? Right? So, so powerful. And there's so much more to tell from our time there. Late in the day, we were down at the Vierville Draw at Omaha Beach, and just Stacy and I went and sat together alone on the beach there for a while and just let Jesus speak words to us. And so, so powerful, so contextual, so orienting, so inspiring, and just the sense of the end is near, gang. The end is near, the kingdom's coming, and in the meantime, uh, it's worth it. Exactly. That's what he said to me. It is worth it. And it is worth it. You've been listening to the Ransomed Heart Podcast with John and Stacey Eldridge, two-part conversation, just trying to share with you, oh, just a taste of our pilgrimage to the D-Day landing beaches in Normandy, France. Hope you've drawn something from this for your own hearts and for your own story. And um, until next time, we love and bless you. <laughs>